Hello and welcome to Better Work Days, a show dedicated to helping everyday professionals create better days at work. I'm your host, Andy Morrison from Real Custom Training, where we design and deliver professional development workshops that are relevant, engaging, actionable, and lasting. Each week on Better Work Days, we'll be taking a look at a specific concept, skill, or story that we use in our workshops. We'll make sure that they're easy to understand, fun to learn about, and most importantly, that they can be applied immediately in the workplace as soon as you finish the episode. Thank you for joining us. It's time for Better Work Days from Real Custom Training. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Better Work Days from Real Custom Training. I'm your host, Andy Morrison. And this week, we're going to delve into some essentials of effective delegation. Specifically, we're going to look at a guide on how to CYA at work. Cover your assignments. These are five keys to make sure you hit on every time you're delegating an assignment to help ensure that things go smoothly once that delegation has been made. Uh, We're going to talk about the what, why, where, when, and how of assignments to ensure success. We'll look at some practical strategies for communicating assignments to your employees, providing context for them, and establishing clear deadlines. And then lastly, we're going to look at four levels of authority. So anytime you're delegating to someone, there's four levels of authority that you can grant to that employee. And it's vital that you and the employee are on the same page and have a common understanding of how much authority you're giving them when it comes to tackling the assignment that you've delegated. So we're borrowing from the world of journalism where they say every good story needs to cover who, what, where, when, why, and how. We're going to take it a little bit out of that order. When you're sitting down with your employee to delegate an assignment, you have to start with the what. Very obvious, right? Start with what the assignment is. What's not so obvious to folks, though, and this is something that's that we do naturally, what's not so obvious is how much depth we need to go into when it comes to what the assignment is. For example, let's say you... For a long time, one of your responsibilities has been preparing a monthly financial report that is given to your board of directors at their monthly meeting. And you've got a great employee that you want to develop, and you see this as an opportunity for him and her to develop new skills. You want them to take over the preparation and presentation of that financial report. What you might do is a drive-by delegation where you very quickly say to the employee, oh, I'd like you to take over uh, the financial report at the monthly board meetings. Do you think you can do that this month? Now, what can go wrong there? Well, as I said, in this scenario, you've been doing this project or this task for a long time. The ins and outs of it, the the full scope of it, everything it entails is all very obvious to you because you've been living it and doing it. We sometimes take for granted that what's obvious to us with an assignment is going to be obvious to the employee. Now, if you were to just say to the employee, can you handle the financial report at this month's board meeting? That employee may say, yes, I can definitely do that. They may not be assuming that covering it or handling it for you also means they will be presenting it as you have done before. They may just think you mean, oh, handle the report? Yeah, let me compile it, hand it off to the boss. The boss will deliver it like usual. So, Before you sit down with the employee, it's really important, even if it's a task that you think is obvious or easy, break down the task, break down the what of it all so that you can very clearly outline it to the employee and make sure that there's no assumptions, okay? I'm a middle-aged father of two, so no surprise, I really dig the show Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher says, in an investigation, assumptions kill. Well, in delegation, assumptions kill. Make sure you're not assuming things about what's obvious to your employee when it comes to the assignment. 
Make sure you're breaking it down ahead of time so that you can put it in front of them and very clearly outline all parameters of the assignment in the delegation meeting itself. And then from there, after you talk about the what, you want to talk about the why. Now, I know Simon Sinek says start with why, but sorry, Simon Powell, we're, we're making it second here. The why is really what's the context and relevance of the assignment. Now, if you say to the employee, I want you to handle the financial reports at the monthly board meeting, give them the context as to why. Let them know, look, this is part of your professional development. I could give this to anybody. I'm giving it to you because I think it's added responsibility that you're ready for. Give them that context. Let them know why you're delegating to them. Uh, we talk a lot at Real Custom Training about how employees need and want professional development. Okay, if you're having retention problems, especially with younger people in the workforce, uh, Gen Z, millennials, if you're having trouble with retention, oftentimes a lack of professional development can be at the root cause of that. So if you're delegating as part of someone's professional development, make that clear to them. Explain the relevance of it. How important is the financial report at the board of directors meeting? Make sure they know, you know, if it's kind of a formality and it doesn't really get picked apart by the board, make sure the employee knows that ahead of time. If it's something that the board always has a million questions about and they get out the scalpel and really pick the report apart, provide that context and that relevance to the employee as well. Give them as much of a heads up as you can so that they're not caught off guard and surprised by things when it comes time to actually present that report. The where. Now, by where, here's what I mean. Show the employee where they can turn to see examples of the assignment done successfully before. When I used to be a marketing coordinator for a, a high school district where I wrote a lot of press releases and articles and things like that, it was so helpful to me when I started that there'd been a, a series of people in the role before me and they had created an archive of all their work. So now that I was taking over the role of kind of publicist for the school district, I was able to go into this archive and see, oh, okay, here's examples of successful articles they wrote. Here's examples of successful materials they wrote on behalf of the principal or superintendent. Having those examples was huge. It stuck with me throughout my career. Anytime I've gotten an assignment, I always try to say to the person giving it to me, can you, can you show me what a home run looks like? If this has been done before, show me an example of when it's been done before that you were happy with. Let me study that so that I get a template in my mind of where to start and I can make sure that I'm hitting all the points that you need me to hit on this assignment. So show them where they can turn to see how it's been done and done well before. When. In terms of delegation, yeah, when means when is it due. Establish a clear deadline. Again, assumptions kill. If you say to them, I'd like you to handle the financial report ASAP as soon as possible. Now, when someone says ASAP to me, I tend to take it to mean as soon as possible, meaning let me get through the other things on my to-do list, and then that'll be the very next thing. As soon as I can get done this other stuff, I'll jump to that. Other people think I'm crazy for interpreting it that way. They interpret ASAP to mean, no, drop everything. This becomes your number one priority starting right now. Two different but valid interpretations. And we pose this question to people in our delegation workshop. What does ASAP mean to you? And invariably, you get a bunch of different answers from people as to what it means to them. So don't use terms like ASAP. If ASAP to you means drop everything, this is your number one priority, just say, drop everything, this needs to be your number one priority. Don't leave it open for assumption. If ASAP means by the end of the day today, 
just tell them it's due by the end of the day today. Uh, clarity will go a long way. It's appreciated on both sides. The employee getting the assignment from you is going to love you as a boss if you're making sure your deadlines are crystal clear and there's no ambiguity about them. And then in addition to the deadlines, set up checkpoints. So if that financial report is due a month from now, let the employee know. We're going to meet three times. You know, We're going to meet every Wednesday leading up to the board meeting. And in those meetings, I want to see where you are with the report, and I want you to bring me any questions. Those checkpoints are vital, especially when you're handing off a rather large task for somebody because one delegation meeting in which you describe it to them for, for a project of any sort of complexity is not going to be enough. You're going to need those checkpoints to keep training the employee and help them out. So set those up too when you're talking about the when of it all with the employee. How? How is the employee going to get it done? What are the resources available to them? Not just physical resources and materials and tools and things like that, but what about the human resources? What's available to the employee? If they're having trouble with the financial report, do you want them to come to you? Is there someone else in the organization that could help them out with it? Let them know where to turn when they need help on the project that you're delegating to them. Also let them know how they're to operate in terms of their level of authority. So this is a, a, a framework that we give people in a lot of our workshops because we find that when we talk to folks about why delegation goes wrong, that oftentimes it comes down to a discrepancy in assumption between the delegator and the assumption of the employee as to how much authority the employee has to operate with. Once we lay out the four levels of authority for the employees, they say it's a huge help in the delegation process. So let's look at this. You've got four levels of authority, okay? And we're gonna start at the bottom with level one, and that's the lowest level of independence for your employee. And that's because at level one, you're telling. You're just telling the employee. Perform this task exactly as you're instructed. So that would mean, in the case of the financial report, putting a financial report in front of them and saying, replicate this. I want it to look exactly this same way every single month. Just get it done. Level two is consulting. That's where you're going to the staff for input on how to accomplish a task. But the delegator creates the action plan. So in this case, let's say you wanted to redesign the financial report. You'd go to your employee and say, hey, I'm thinking of redesigning the format for the financial report every month. What do you think? What would be good? What, what should we do if we were to reformat it? You get their input, you factor that into your thinking, but you come up with the action plan for how to go about reformatting the financial plan. The next level up, level three, is participating. That's when you're going to your staff and you're saying, hey, we need to redesign the financial plan. You're getting their input. And then they are developing the action plan. They're coming up with the how to get it done. Then they're coming back to you and you need to consider and approve or not approve the action plan or plans that they've come up with. So here it's, it's a step up from consulting where you're actually letting them develop the plan, but the final call still falls with you. They don't have full authority to execute that action plan, but you are giving them the, the room to come up with it themselves. And then the final level of authority as high up as you can get on this chart is level four, the empowering level. That's where you're going to the staff and you're saying, I need this task done. I need you to do it. And that's it. You fully trust them to do everything involved with that task from coming up with the action plan, selecting the best uh, plan of action, and actually executing it. And, and you won't know 
what their final decision is until the work is done. You're not asking them to come in for checkpoints. You're not asking them for progress reports. You fully trust them to go about tackling that task on your behalf. High, high, high level of independence and an extremely high level of trust in the employee if they're operating at level four. So what can go wrong with the four levels of authority? Most often people tell us what goes wrong is there is an assumption made. The manager assumed that the employee would operate at a level one, you know, just performing the task the way we've described it. The employee has a different idea. Maybe they feel like, oh, this has been given to me. I'm going to take this ball and run with it. And they make decisions on their own without checking back in with you. Again, assumptions kill in the delegation process. Get to know the four levels of authority. Really think about which one or any combination of them. You know, maybe you're operating in more of a 3.5 type of level. Whatever it might be, think about it ahead of time. Have it figured out for yourself before you meet with the employee. And then make sure the employee understands what the four levels are. So that when you leave the delegation meeting, there's no ambiguity. You know what level they're operating at, and they know what level they're operating at, and everybody can proceed accordingly from there. Now, you probably at some point noticed we didn't talk about who that much. We just assumed you have an employee in mind. Uh, and the who of it all is very important. But folks, these episodes are supposed to be like Danny DeVito dipped in chocolate, short and sweet. So we're not diving into the who of it all, except to say the who of the delegation process comes down to, of course, who are you selecting to receive the assignment? Who are you picking to take that off of your plate? That is something that we cover in our delegation workshops. So if you're interested in developing your delegation skills, including uh, getting some frameworks and some formulas and some methods for determining the best employee for a given assignment, those are the types of things that we touch on in our upcoming supervisory fundamentals program with Dr. Rocky Blunt. This is coming up in February, starting February 21st. That's live online. So no matter where you are listening to this, you can jump into that program. Ask your company to sponsor you into it. Delegation is one of the many things that we cover in supervisory fundamentals. You can go to realcustomtraining.com to learn more about that. And in this, in April, in Putnam, Connecticut, where our training center is located, we're going to have a workshop that's part of our supervisory deep dive series. And that workshop is on effective delegation and feedback. It's a two-session, six-hour workshop that goes very deep into delegation, including some of the things we talked about in this episode, as well as the who of it all, how to determine which employee should receive the delegation. If you'd like to learn more about our workshops for individual contributors, managers, supervisors, and leaders at all levels, you can visit us online at realcustomtraining.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook and LinkedIn, where we post updates about our upcoming programs, as well as free content similar to what you find in Better Workdays. Uh, if you found this episode helpful, please do us a solid like and subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Music. And if you do so, please leave a review on Apple Music or Spotify because that is where your review carries the most weight. So thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week.